Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Monday, June 12th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family owned. Full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuynik, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. And because he's already here, our first guest of the show, Trip Tobin. Uh, how you doing today, Trip? I'm doing good. I'm tired. Tired. A long weekend, but a good weekend for Post 14 in Morgantown as uh, you all win the Woodbat Tournament up there. Yeah, it was a great weekend. The guys performed really well, and the junior team performed well, and the you know the EPAC in general uh, represented well up there with all three teams. So we, um, you know, we we're just happy that uh, we were able to mesh together and piece work and patchwork and cover for some guys and, uh, and and put together a team out there that could be competitive, even though we were short a few guys. But you know, people say, well, you, you don't have your full team, but if we got nine guys on the field, we got our full team because they're so interchangeable. And I don't think one's better than the other in any sense some have different strengths some play the outfield some pitch some play the infield but you know all in all i think when those nine guys uh nine of those 18 guys are on the field then then we can be very competitive at any day what's it mean to uh win this tournament early in the season what's it do for your team well it was a great uh you know it was a great time you know the guys kind of kind of meshed together and uh you know, I think when you go out of town, I think that's the biggest thing is you kind of mesh together. Unfortunately, we, we didn't have our full deck there so that we, we could do that. But the guys that were missing are great teammates as well. And they, they had the, you know, responsibilities they had to deal with. But the guys were there in the dugout. They had a great time. They're gritty, a little more gritty this year. They have been, I think, last year. Um, you know, I think you gauge uh, certain things like, uh, you know, adversity you know how we how do we do in adversity and how do we do when some guys are out um you know how, how do we do when we have this person has to pitch or that person has to pitch but this particular tournament's early in the season morgantown short players you know everybody was just like us that you know they didn't have their their full uh, uh group of guys there so to say that you know we were better than everyone up there uh, i wouldn't say that just yet because i don't think we've faced anybody's uh, full roster yet but I do believe it's a great time to hit the ground running. And just like everyone else, just uh, summer baseball, get guys on the field. Sometimes they're an outfield. Cam Moore had to play some second base a little bit. You know, we had to bring a junior guy in here and there to play the field, Isaac Grove and, and Michael Poltar. So, you know, we feel very comfortable that, that we're deep enough that when guys are out of town or if we suffer an injury or a sore arm or things like that, that we can be, you know, just as competitive each and every day because I think we're a very uh, – a very strong group of kids that, uh, like I say, any given day, those nine kids are can get after it, whichever nine you choose. What else did this uh, tournament really tell or show about your team getting to play competition that you hopefully could uh, potentially see if you guys make it into the state tournament? Yeah, I mean, you know, we got to see Parkersburg. Uh, they were short a couple of guys, but they're the team that knocked us out, like, or gave us our first loss last year. Um, Got to see Wheeling. They're going to, you know, we're going to see them, and you're going. To, I mean, they're going to make it to Charleston. You know, I, I would believe, especially since they're taking two representatives from that area. Great baseball team. I mean, they 
do things well. Their catcher's really good. Their, their pitcher's you know, they change their looks to the plate, make it real hard to run on them. And, um, you know, the wood bat was a neutralizer. You know, both those teams are, had to bunt and execute. Mm-hmm. Game one against them, we lost. Uh, they executed a bunt. They got a double, executed a bunt, got a run across. We got a double, didn't get a bunt down. And then uh, later we had a double play ball that the field up there is hard. I mean, right now, everybody will tell you the field's hard. You've probably seen some errors on across the board on all ten teams up there. But their sprinklers are out a little bit. They're in a drought like us. And, Ball got hit real hard, took a top spin, and ended up in the outfield. Cost us two runs on a double play ball. And then in the second game, we got a, a guy on base, got a bunt down, or got two guys on base. Colin Reed got a bunt down. Then we got a big chopper through the infield. So, you know, it goes both ways. Uh, I think Wheeling and us this weekend with the 10 guys they had and the 10 or 12 guys we had, they were very close competition and got to see each other. What will happen when both teams have a full 18? That remains to be seen. And, you know, talking about your your pitching this weekend, it all but one game, you only had to use one pitcher in the whole game. Friday's game, you used three pitchers over, I believe it was like one and two-thirds innings. What does that say about kind of the the ability for your pitchers to navigate the seven innings? Yeah, those guys did a tremendous job. I mean, you don't go through seven innings without dealing with some adversity, uh, making adjustments, you know, overcoming an error, overcoming a home run, overcoming, you know, a, a – pitch that you hang I mean you don't throw 100 pitches and throw 100 perfect pitches and not have to deal with adversity and I think it was just tremendous that those guys pushed through uh at times you know when they didn't have their you know when their location or excuse me their um, uh, location would 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 leave them for a little bit and they'd have to make an adjustment and uh I, I just they're just gritty I mean they just get after it and they and they feel confident that the team behind them will make plays and get runs for them give them some run support and I think that helps too uh, Jackson gave up a home run in the in the championship game, and you couldn't tell by his body language that that it wasn't just a pop out. He strikes out the next two guys, and actually strikes out the guy that hit the home run off of him to end the game. So you know that's just one example. But off yeah. of that, mm-hmm. how much does that say about who Jackson is? We've talked about it all season. You've told me he could go out and pitch the 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 up to no rest during high school season then come out and pitch again mm-hmm. he hasn't pitched for a team since he was in the state title game and he went on a vacation last week and he comes in and he throws 107 pitches and gets you the win on the mound yeah i mean we had boober and we had herndon ready to go i mean we still had two more pitchers and the, you know the game plan was to kind of you know he was coming up play the first game get loose maybe relieve trevor trevor goes the whole distance and just those lights outs against union town after he settled in and uh you know and he, he gritted out a tough performance and that game was tight you know that game was tight but then so we had uh jackson there we told him to come up pitch so we said here's the ball you know let us know how you feel. You know, don't the expectation. We know you haven't thrown a lot, and he just goes out there and gets it done, and just left Boober and Herndon in the bullpen, not not needing them, and just smiling and enjoying it and making pitches, and it was it was impressive for uh, for what he did, and uh, and uh, he's just an impressive young man. He's he's put on some weight and picked up a little velo, and I think he's going to be a, a a real tough pitcher this summer to hit this summer and to beat i think he's going to be a really good pitcher at the next level as he you know works continues to work on his craft big week for your team this week as well it's going to be pretty busy you have your tournament this weekend uh what are you looking for out of the guys this week as uh, you continue to build on the success of this previous tournament yeah i mean uh finn horowitz is coming back this week we're going to get him in see how he looks uh we got 
you know, an area sectional game on Wednesday with Potomac Valley that would uh, potentially affect our seating in the area tournament that, you know, we, we really probably need to get after and, and, uh, and try to win that game. The weekend, uh, six teams coming in. We're going to have two pools of three. Uh, Boonesboro will be there. Leesburg coming back. We know what they bring to the table. Morgantown's coming in with a, you know, a little bit, little better roster than what they had over the weekend. Uh, Westminster, West Lawn, and ourselves. So, it's going to be interesting to see some of the teams that we haven't seen before, like West Lawn, Westminster. We played Boonesboro last year, and we know how good they were. And good, we'd like to see Morgantown at a little, little more uh, strength in their in their roster this weekend, and kind of gauge them as well. So, looking for some good competition. You know, the juniors have uh, have Boonesboro this week, and then I believe they have Waynesboro, and then um, we'll try to get them a game on Sunday with one of the teams that's coming in town since they're going to be here. Maybe get them a game as well, but. Musselman or at Washington, so that'll give those guys coming into town an extra game and give our juniors a chance to continue to play, you know, play up. Since you just mentioned the junior team, I'll switch over to them now as they also had a few games this week, went two and two. Just what was the feedback that you got about how they performed? Oh, I mean, they, they were kind of the darling of the tournament. I mean, they uh, just just a just a gritty bunch, and uh, you know, and, and they have a they have a big roster. You know, those guys aren't as many of them aren't working or. Or going on senior trips, of course, because they're younger, so they have a bigger roster. But I mean, what what Grant Henderson and uh, and Connor Smith can do, you know, and, and that pitching staff. And I'm going to miss a few guys. So I don't want to name a lot of names, but ultimately, what I like to see about those guys is that they're not afraid to play anyone, and, and they they're playing with the they're playing with confidence, and uh, they're not they don't really care about the age group they're playing for. They're not going to use 17U versus 19U as an excuse. And uh, they showed it. They beat some really good 19U teams. Um, they played Uniontown, the team that we had to beat in the semifinal. I mean, they had the winning run, the tying run on base, and the right guys up and just uh, just left the guy there. So they were that close to being the 2-3 seed, if not really the one if they win that game because they would have been, you know, 3-0. and And uh, people were just – I mean, they were that close to possibly being the one or two seed, end up getting the four seed because of run differential and uh, and, and played really well. Um they just uh they're just a group that uh, I think is going to do amazing things you know and 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 they have a big big dugout guys are playing and there's no animosity in there and it's just uh it's just really fun to watch them they're a very exciting group how much do you think having them this summer is going to help them not only in you know some of them are going to be sophomores <laughs> in high school juniors even some seniors in high school next year how much do you think it's going to help them you know push to their next year of high school and then obviously mm-hmm. come back next year well, you know, after the Uniontown game, I, I heard, you know, they were kind of talking amongst themselves as in the dugout, that, I mean, in the circle, kind of waiting on Coach Ryan Childs to get down there. And, they, you know, the comment made that, you know, we're 2-1, and one, we played a lot of, you know, 19 new teams, and, you know, and kind of maybe make an excuse for themselves just a little bit. And I heard Coach Ryan say, I, I don't want to – I don't care about your age. Like, you're playing high school next year. These are guys you're going to play against. I know some of these guys are 19 you coming back from college, maybe a little bit above you guys right now as far as experience but there's no i mean at this point the the, i mean the experience you have guys with the varsity experience you guys have you need to be playing in tournaments playing in a competition like this to get better and and i just i look for really big things out of those guys there's there's some guys on there that's going to be some definitely first team epac players here in the future if not soon anything from you guys i think we're good all right i got one kind of non-legion question but he was once a legion player uh we see on thursday of last week kyle west enters the transfer portal 
according to Rick Kozlowski of the Journal, he's already got some phone calls from some big D1 teams, West Virginia, Marshall, Maryland, Virginia, Liberty, JMU, just to name a few. What do you think about his prowess to potentially go Division One? Oh, he's going Division One. there's no doubt. I mean, he's in that transfer portal. He's got interest, you know, it's got to find the right fit for him. You know, and uh, you know, sit down financially. You know, school and and what ma- matches his major and things like that. But it's just going to come down to which D one team fits him the best and and the needs that they have. And and uh, that young man's just unbelievable. Um, you know, Chase is going to play. 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 He's moved up to high A ball this weekend. I got a call from his mother said they were going to him and Lane, her and Lane and the family were going to be up there this weekend. So. Just tremendous news here in the EPAC, and and him and Kyle are just, I mean, phenomenal baseball players to come from this area. But but back to Kyle, I mean, he has just proven time and time again that he's worthy of that offer, and I expect him to do really big things. And uh, well, and he's quoted in this article saying, "I'd like to play Division One baseball to help my chances at playing professional baseball." Mm-hmm. So he's obviously got his sights set on something along the lines of what Chase is doing and getting up to that level. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, you know, the door kind of kicked open with Chase. And I think, you know, we tell our young men, you know, it, it all started at Little League, started at Junior League, it started, you know, travel ball, started at Legion. I mean, it's all about the work ethic that those two put in. And they've raised the bar. But but Kyle, you know, he, he's, he's you know, make, making a name for himself really fast. And, uh, you know, I, I think that he's going to be the next guy that we're going to be sitting around the table watching draft night here soon. All right, Trip. thanks for the time. We'll see you a few times this week as we'll have Legion Senior League on Wednesday as they will take on Potomac Valley Post 64 and then Junior Legion Thursday and then the tournament this weekend. We'll be airing all of the Post 14 games this weekend. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We'll be back after this two-minute break. Talk North-South All-Star football game uh, as uh, one of his baseball players this summer actually scored a touchdown in his last high school or in his last football action as he talked about last week. We'll uh, Step aside for this quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about that on the Sports Mix. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships, States. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons goal of financing for all. And Parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. 
Jambo Construction and Fencing Company, LLC, is a veteran-owned and operated company right here in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia that specializes in decks, fencing, and hardscaping. Find us on Facebook at Jambo Construction and Fencing to see more of the projects we've completed. For a free estimate, you can call Bo Bartley at 304-268-5452 or Jamie Gall at 304-279-5053. We are licensed and insured in the state of West Virginia, and as Martinsburg alums, we say, go Bulldogs. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Thanks to Trip Tobin once again for popping by as he's got to go back to uh, laying some floor for Trip's flooring. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here as we kind of talked about it a little bit there with Trip. We'll, we'll kind of start talking about it here. Kyle West, um, as Rick Kozlowski of the Journal had a story come out Sunday morning. Um, for uh, about Kyle West, who's up there and Green Bay with the Green Bay Rockers. He wants to play D1 baseball so he can play professional baseball, which playing D1 baseball is definitely – you see some D2 guys come out, but it's very rarity that you see D2 guys in professional ball. So I see what he's trying to do there. He did hit 397, 22, almost 60 RBIs on the season. Uh, he's received calls, as I said, from West Virginia, Marshall, Maryland, Virginia, Rutgers, Liberty, JMU, and Iowa. Those are just received calls to see what the interest level is. And we don't know anything about offers yet. Uh, but, you know, he could really go from, from D2 to a big D1. Yeah. I mean, anytime you hit close to 400 at your level, uh, that means that you're pretty much dominating. Uh, and, you know, I think he's a caliber player that can play at the next level, which for him at this point is Division One, which does get you a little bit more eyes on you and increases your chances of being drafted. But like I said the other day, I think you can get drafted definitely from the Division Two level and have success in the majors. But uh, I understand, obviously, the move there for Kyle, and it seems like he's going to be a D1 player, and that, you know, is a great opportunity but the risk you do take is in the transfer portals, you, nothing is really guaranteed for those guys. So it is a risky thing, but uh, hopefully, you know, he gets on a team that he gets a great opportunity and gets the opportunity to play, and then we'll see him get drafted. Uh, it seems like, though, I mean, the way he's developing and projecting uh, moving forward, I think he can play at the next level, uh, being the majors uh, one day, or at least in the minor leagues, and get drafted. Uh, because you know he's continuing to get better. He has the size. He's six foot four. Um, you know, hit really well at D two, and I think if he goes D one and hits well, I don't see any reason why he won't get drafted. So, it's yeah, a imagine tough situation. if he puts up those numbers again. Yeah, if you put up those kind of numbers, I mean, you're gonna definitely get picked. Uh, you know, that's 
obviously a different level of competition, so we'll see. But um, what this good luck in, to Kyle, and we'll have to get him on the show. Yeah, well, he's uh, hitting three forty nine right now in fourteen games with sixty three at bats for the Green Bay Rockers with three doubles and two homers and nine RBIs. He's third on the team in average, uh, second on the team in RBIs. I believe tied for first for doubles. So he's leading all categories. I think he has the most hits on the and team. How many as games well. is that in? And that's in fourteen games, sixty three okay. at bats. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So And the Green Bay Rockers play in a league that's equivalent to the Cape Cod League in okay. the Midwest. So it's pretty darn good for a player that's coming from a D. I was looking at their roster and um if I believe so, there's a there are a couple other guys from Charleston on the roster from D two Charleston. Let me just double check here before I say something that is incorrect. But I remember looking a while ago and seeing that there was at least one other player uh, from the University of Charleston. I know, Now I could be wrong, but I don't see it now. Maybe they were on the roster at some point, but Kyle West, again, uh, the West Virginia native, the Hedgesville native on the roster for the Green Bay Rockers, and then the transfer portal in NCAA. We expect him to go uh, high to mid-major D1. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, the thing is, though, the transfer portal, you know, it's it's tough to gauge where you're going to go, and of course, it's always risky, like I said, and don't know too much about how, you know, it's been for guys in baseball. You know, typically the big news goes for football and, and men's basketball, uh, but obviously it's, I would presume it's pretty similar. Uh, I did see something interesting about the football transfer portal since it's opened, uh, I believe there's been... 120 guys make the uh, jump from the group of five to power five, and only like three of them have been drafted so far. Interesting. Which is pretty interesting yeah. that, like, that talks about the risk. You know, you go yeah. from being all conference in your group of five yeah. and then not even playing at the power five school. So, football's different, though, than basketball and baseball. So, so this roster is interesting for the Rockers. They have a high school senior that's committed to South Carolina. Is Did it you your imagine? guy Connor? What? I said, is it your guy Connor? No, Connor he's from of, Illinois. A joke Dowers Grove, Illinois. I just thought it was interesting yeah, that he was a, I, it was a high school yeah, senior. I was going through the roster. If he's talented, yeah. let him play. So. That's pretty awesome. And then there's a guy actually from Roanoke College in Virginia, native of Ashburn, Virginia, Jackson Murphy on there as well. That may have been what I was looking at earlier. Uh, but let's continue to move on. We teased it with Tripp. Uh, the North-South All-Star Football Classic happening on Saturday at South Charleston High School. You could have watched it on WCHS uh, TV's live stream on their Facebook. North beat South 23-10. to Martinsburg's Jameer Hunter, three passes, three catches for 89 yards and a touchdown, including a 63-yard touchdown on a double reverse. Baden Hartman didn't get a lot of chances to throw, didn't complete a pass, but he, went, he had two rushes for eight yards, including a touchdown. Um, big there for him. Yeah, it was his uh, last competitive football game, as we know that he likes uh, or will continue his career athletically on the baseball field instead of the football field. So it was nice to see that he got a touchdown and was able to successfully contribute to the uh, 23-10 to win for the North as they lost last year to the South, now get the win this year. And haven't got to see the uh, – 
video yet of Jameer Hunter's touchdown. Would like to try to do so probably after this. I mean, a trick play with a double reverse, and he apparently was wide open for that 63-yard touchdown is something that I guess uh, I can't remember the coach's name for the North, but I guess he did that a few times with his uh, high school I believe he was at Parkersburg? I, I want to say he was at Parkersburg because Coach but Sherman tagged him. I, I just know that he, he did it a few times during the football season with his high school team and wanted to see if it would work for uh, this all-star game just to have some fun because what kid doesn't want to try to do a double reverse? And if it works for a touchdown, you get to tell that story in your last, uh, even though it's technically not a high school, still a high school game. Yeah, uh, definitely see, good to see the guys from the Eastern Panhandle get in the end zone and contribute to the win. Parkersburg South head coach, I believe. Okay. Or not head coach, he's one of the assistants is on there. The head coach is Roan County's Paul yes. Burdett. Uh, but the Parkersburg South AAA school on there, that's who I saw tagged. Uh, but let's continue on down the list of topics this segment. Um WVU one-day camp going on right now for football. Three guys from the Eastern Panhandle are there, including one from Martinsburg, Rashad Reed. Two guys from Hedgesville, Aiden Fleming, DeMonte Martin. Colin, you had the lead on this. What's uh, what's the big deal about this one-day camp at West Virginia? It's just an elite camp getting them uh, looks I was seeing on their social media, how they've been posting um, all the different camps that they're attending. So the fact that they're at WVU, hopefully, if they shine there, because we know – all three of these guys are getting Division One looks that they finally get a in-state look, right? That's always yeah. the thing that we talk about with our local talent is we always feel like teams, the WVU and Marshall, the top two teams in the state, don't look at these guys. So hopefully if they shine there, maybe we hear about an offer soon. Talk about this. Rashad Reed's, I guess, next month going to look pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Over the weekend, he was at Robert Morris. Today at West Virginia, uh, the 15th, which is, what, Wednesday? Or Thursday. I think it's Thursday at St. Francis. He'll be back Friday, I'm presuming, for the seven-on-sevens at Martinsburg High School, which we'll be there doing yeah. a live show for. Uh, and then Saturday, he's going to be at UVA. Next Monday, he'll be at Marshall. Then July 9th, he'll be at East Tennessee State. And then he'll be at Elon on July 13th. That's just a schedule that I saw pop up on my uh, on my Twitter thread. All I know is if Rashad Reed loves the snow, then St. Francis is the place for him because it always snows in Loretto, PA. Isn't that where your sister went to That's where my sister, my parents, and grandparents went. Oh, there you go. I knew I'd heard it Mm -hmm. somewhere recently. All right, this is not really on topic, uh, but I did see this over the weekend. Nick, did you see the big news out of Marshall over the weekend? Megan Smith-Lyon going to UNC? Megan Smith-Lyon, head coach of the Marshall softball team, going to leave the post as head coach. We'll go back to her alma mater to be the UNC head coach. It's pretty big. It makes sense. Bigger school. Obviously, she went to school there. Uh, she did a great job at Marshall, uh, kind of bringing the program back after a down season. So, um, you know, hopefully uh, whoever they bring in next can continue her success with the Thundering Herd. And good luck to Coach Smith Lyon. She was always a really good person to talk to and gave a good interview. And, uh, I always liked her when we got an opportunity to speak with her. All the uh, notions on Twitter, all the people are like, bring home Morgan Zirkle. Alum, do you think think the AD will will do so, Nick? I don't know. Has she been coaching? I don't really know what she's doing. Yeah, she's an assistant coach at Miami. 
Okay. Yeah, in Ohio right now. And then she was an assistant under Shauna Stanton. Yeah, I mean, that could be a good hire. You bring an alum home? Yeah. Could be big D1 opportunity. All right, well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you part by Arsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer, but you can get your Traeger Grills there at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. We come back. Uh, we'll talk NBA Finals. You're tuned in to Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. Like a stone And I feel heavy Have you been smoking? Uh, I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. Have you been smoking? Uh... I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here as Game 4 of the NBA Finals Friday night. Denver wins 108-95. They now lead 3-1 to in the series. And uh, looking at uh, – it was weird. It was so weird to have a weekend of no basketball. Because I feel like for the last, like, I mean, like, playoff basketball, since it started, there's been at least a game on Saturday or Sunday ever since they started. Yeah, it kind of is weird how the finals were set up to where now you got, I I mean, unless it was just to make sure if it got to a Game 7 that the Game 7 was on a weekend. But 
I think it ends tonight. It looks like, at least in my mind, Denver's back at home. And offensively, Miami has just not really showed up other than the one game that they won. Other than that, they've been in the 90s. Jimmy Butler hasn't stepped up, and we've said that he really needs to, especially now more than ever with elimination potentially happening tonight to get this one done. But I'm betting more on the Joker than I am on Jimmy Butler this uh, time around, and I think Denver gets it done. And I believe it be, what, 47 years they've been waiting for this moment? So, Yeah, looking at the game tonight, 8.30 ABC uh, from Ball Arena in Denver. Denver favored by nine right now, according to Caesars Sportsbook. Nick, your take on the game five tonight. Yeah, it definitely feels like this series is pretty much over, uh, going up 3-1 and the fact that, like you said, Colin, the Heat really haven't had much flow throughout the series. Uh, the one game that they won even, it was a close game that the Nuggets had a lead in. And really, yeah. I mean, you were Duncan Robinson big fourth quarter away from seeing the Nuggets sweep in this series. So uh, I think you're right. I think the Nuggets do win. Originally, though, I did say six, so I wouldn't be like disappointed if Miami came out and won tonight. But I'm just leaning toward this being a Nugget Series win. Another interesting fact about tonight's game, this will be the 100th finals game that Mike Breen has broadcast. I did see that. That's so that's pretty Awesome, cool. yeah. Wow, pretty big there. Um, what do we think uh, about the fact that, uh, you know, Denver can't, or excuse me, Miami can't take more than one game in this series? I kind of thought it was going six, seven games, but at this rate, I mean... Jokic is the best player in the world. Uh, Murray's been playing, you know, on a whole different level this postseason. They have the better overall team. It's really not surprising if it only goes five games, uh, even though my prediction was six, with it being the finals, just because, I mean, this is an eight seed. At the end of the day, this isn't a team that really should should have been here. Uh, now they obviously, you know, played amazing basketball. They went on a great run. Um, they beat some of the best teams east, uh, but they ran into a Nuggets team that was playing tremendous basketball throughout this entire playoffs and overall is a better team than the Miami Heat. So uh, even if they come up here and they lose in five, I mean, this was still a great run for this team that nobody really saw coming. So I think while it's disappointing, I think from a fan perspective, because you want the finals to be a six, seven game series, Ultimately, it's it's not going to be surprising if it ends tonight based on the fact that this was a mismatch and this was a Heat team that kind of went on a magical run but probably wasn't talented enough to beat a team like Denver who people didn't respect all entering the postseason. You know, they weren't the favorites in the West for whatever reason. Uh, we all kind of looked at them and said, uh, well, the Suns have Booker and KD and the Lakers have LeBron and AD and what did the Nuggets really have? They haven't really proved it. Well, they have the best player in the world in Nikola Jokic. They have good players around him that know their role and play their role really well. And they have a good coach in Mike Malone. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to be surprised if the Nuggets win tonight in five. And I don't think it necessarily takes anything away from the Miami run. I just think it's, you know, a team in Denver that people really didn't look at. I, I didn't really look at it as a legitimate contender, but they probably should have been. Yeah, and it's crazy how much in some people's minds it's changed now from you didn't look at them to a contender to realizing you messed up in that situation and these guys could 
potentially be contenders for the next three, four years with the talent that they have if they can keep the band together because it doesn't seem like anybody is going to be able to step up as of right now and the Joker's getting better to stop him. I mean, the only person that you could really think of is maybe Giannis, if he could step up, you could see the Bucks maybe make a run and knock him off. But somehow I, I think it could just be with, especially in the West, those stars getting older unless the Lakers could add a few more guys maybe to compete. I think it runs through Denver still because of how well he's playing and only getting better at being the Joker in that this could potentially start a dynasty. Yeah, I mean, you never know how the NBA is going to go. The offseason players change teams so much that uh, it's pretty hard to see another. I mean, dynasties definitely happen, and the league has been kind of dominated by certain franchises. Um, you know, the Lakers have made 17 finals since 1980. So, I mean, they've consistently been yeah. you know, the top team for the most part in the league. And, of course, them and the Celtics are always – you know, relevant. The Warriors had their run. Uh, but you're right. I mean, you look at the Western Conference and Golden State's definitely getting older. Now, can they still have one more run left in them? Maybe if they get the right pieces together. Uh, it seems like the Lakers, I mean, nobody knows what LeBron's going to do and, you know, what's Kyrie Irving going to do. There's that rumor going around that, Le- that Kyrie's trying to recruit LeBron to Dallas. If that happens, I mean, the Mavericks have him. Luca and Kyrie, but they wouldn't have any bench, so I don't know if they could do it. The Suns, uh, they got a new coach in there. Can they get some guys in free agency to sign uh, the veteran minimum and potentially still be a contender? So we'll see. Um, but Denver does have you know the pieces in place, and they have those guys locked up that you would be in contention in the West, if not in the entire league, to win it all again next year. But they haven't won it yet, so I mean anything's possible here and. You never know. Miami could come back and make this a series. Let's move on. Let's talk NHL with the Stanley Cup Finals going on as well. That happened Saturday night, so there was professional sports playoffs on Saturday night. Golden Knights take the game 3-2, and they stave off a comeback from the Panthers as they score one goal in the first and two in the second, while the Panthers scored one in the second and one in the third. Vegas now leads 3-1, to one, just like this NBA Finals series. Uh, but game five, uh, game five set for Tuesday, and it'll be at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, 8 p.m. on TNT. I do think Vegas gets it done tomorrow, and they raise the cup in what their fifth season. I do too. In I, action, just the way they've been playing, and Colchuk uh, um, being injured. Did I mispronounce his name or no? I think you said it right. Okay, if, if I did, I apologize, but. Him being questionable with that injury, and you never know what an NHL injury is, but it seems like it's definitely something that's been bothering him, so I don't think he'll be close enough to 100% to be the difference on Florida side, so I think Vegas goes out there and wins it in five. Just They've been too much for Florida and haven't really been pushed around by Florida like everybody else has in this run for the Panthers. and. Again, just like Miami, it's been a great run by them. They were technically the eighth seed, right? Just got into the playoffs by one point, knocked off Boston, which nobody expected, and then Carolina as well won the East, and congrats to them on making this, but Vegas is just the better hockey team right now, so I think they went in five. 
Nick, any thoughts? I mean, yeah, I think you guys pretty much summed it up pretty well. I mean, but the Panthers had a great run uh, as an eight seed. Um, hockey, you do see you know more upsets typically than the NBA uh, in the postseason. But besides that, you know they're running into a Vegas team that's been one of the best all year. So yeah, let's move on from the finals to uh, Colin and I's beloved Washington Capitals. See this last night uh, from Dennis Bernstein. I believe he covers. Uh, let me see if I can pull up his Twitter. Uh, I believe he covers um, the Sacramento, not Sacramento Kings, excuse me, <laughs> uh, the L.A. Kings. Um, so I guess they've kicked the tires on trying to go after, to poach Tom Wilson from the Capitals, who's entering the final year of his contract and uh, I guess a lot of teams are curious about Tom Wilson because they're not the only team to have kicked the tires on him yet so far. Way too early to determine whether or not the Caps would even consider moving him, but if they do, they'll definitely have options, according to David Pagnota at the fourth period. Uh, I think this is huge because apparently contract extension talks have not started yet between the Caps and Wilson, and they want to remain a playoff contender. They could easily drop Tom Wilson to a team that's necess- that is 100% a playoff contender and uh, pick up some prospects or even a, you know, a, a decent player back in a trade. Yeah, we've talked about the fact that this roster for the Capitals is – kind of getting older and kind of not really they haven't been a playoff team or playoff caliber contender since the cup run it's been first round exits and now last year missing the playoffs completely so it wouldn't shock me even though i'd definitely be sad if tom wilson was to get traded because of how big of an influence he was to get this team to where it was in 2018 to win the stanley cup and just the enforcer that he is and how he's been a capital and one of other than Ovechkin one of the big faces of the franchise so it would hurt to see him go but at the same time we've said it time and time again you need to find a way to get this team younger if you want them to be able to compete and have guys that even though yes Wilson's been great around Ovechkin you need guys that can truly be contenders with Ovechkin in his final years remaining and mm-hmm. unfortunately for Wilson he probably isn't a contender anymore in that type of situation, like a guy that you could potentially get that's younger in a trade. Nick, any thoughts? Nothing really. All right, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more on the side of this two-minute break. We'll talk Nats and O's. You're tuning in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. We'll wrap things up next. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are. 
and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Nats fans, the party is just getting started at Nats Park as the 2023 season is underway. They sit down the line, extra bases into the corner. Bring your natitude and cheer on Joey, CJ, Josiah, and all your favorite Nats players this spring. See you later. While you enjoy a beautiful day at the ballpark with cold drinks, great food, and unbelievable giveaways. Visit Nats.com slash tickets and join the fun. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. Segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue or call 304-263-4343. As I mentioned, Spencer, Nick, and Colin here. We'll wrap things up. About seven, six and a half minutes left on today's edition of the show. We'll talk MLB first. Uh, 2000th hit. For Andrew McCutcheon over the weekend as he made his return to the uh, the Pirates this season. Uh, pretty big accomplishment. Colin said only 290 other players. 291 other or 290? He became the 291st, I So 290 so other players other have hit 2,000 hits in their career. Yeah. Pretty big accomplishment. And I think he's now the fifth active, active. player to do it. So congrats to him getting to do it as a pirate as well as we know he started there left and it's now come back and it's a great accomplishment to see in the MLB he's a tremendous player as well and the pirates are first in their division so got to give him a shout out because it's still somewhat a local team yeah sure we have a decent amount of pirate fans in the area um you know McCutcheon of course was at one point one of the best players in the league hasn't really been at that level uh recently but still you know really solid player and uh has consistently you know contributed to teams over the years so we'll see if the pirates uh can get into the postseason this year yeah moving on the o's they did what they should have done swept the kansas city royals over the weekend who came in with 18 with a record of 18 and 44 uh, obviously expected to happen guys yeah, expected, but the way that the O's were 
playing as a late you still expected them to win the series but I don't know if maybe a sweep in the way that they did the first game was a close one but after that they really took control of the series and the offense was able to show up especially yesterday Gunner Gunner excuse me Henderson is really this past week uh brought his bat back to life after what a lot of fans have said was a pretty bad slump for him and hitting a homer onto Utah Street that went 462 feet and one hops onto uh the warehouse out in the right field I think uh I heard correct me if I'm wrong Nick that that might be the farthest home run onto Utah Street yeah it was uh Griffey, of course, hit the warehouse, but that wasn't in a game. That was in the home run derby. So yeah, and still, where it hit it was distance wise not as far, I believe. No, I think it was farther. Okay, but, um, it was you know not in a game, so it doesn't really count. But they have the marking out there just because it's a cool moment um, in home run derby history. But uh, which the All Star game needs to be in Baltimore again, by the way. Yes. But um, upgrade the facilities. The facility is perfectly fine. It's one of the best stadiums in baseball. Small seats. <laughs> Crammed in yards. Because I've been to a game. Okay. Crammed in yards. Yeah, crammed in yards. We talked about that last year. Crammed in there. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's every ballpark pretty much. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They're but, at 40-plus wins now. Yeah, that's... Good. On pace for, I believe, 102. Do you think they could do it? Could they hit 100 wins this year, yes or no? No, not with their pitching. Okay. How many losses do you think the Oakland Athletics have this year? Side note before we talk about the Nats. How many do they have currently? 50. And they're at 50 and eight, 18 and 50, so they're at 68 games in. I think they'll lose 120 games. I could see that. I could see that as well. They could have the most losses in the modern era. Yeah, they're bad. They are very bad, to say the least. The Nats get a 6-2 victory over the um, excuse me, Braves yesterday, and they end a six-game skid, a five-run sixth inning, and a four scoreless innings of relief by the bullpen helped get the win. They're now 26-38. and 38. They have an off day today before they take on the Astros in Houston. I think it's good to get that one game. I mean, you know, you're not, you know, the Braves are the top in your division. They're already at, they, you know, they're going to climb to 40 wins this weekend to, to just pull one away. Pretty good. Only 14 win difference in the conference, which is not bad at all for, or the, excuse me, in the, the in the division after, you know, we know the Nats aren't going to be good this year, but the fact that they're even contending at all is pretty good. Before I get into my Nats comment quickly, since we were kind of making fun of the A's there, they did, however, just sweep Milwaukee in three games so maybe they can get hot but back to the nationals now i said it going into this uh road trip if you can go 500 in it you can be happy because you go up against atlanta and then houston it's definitely tough because both are solid baseball teams but if you're able to take the series against houston i think going what three and three is something that you can be happy about as the nationals right now the way they're playing yeah i mean they're not two. they're not contending i, I know but they're still. the fourth worst team in baseball let's not overhype what they're doing yeah but they're baby step. 26 wins it's the fourth worst record in baseball barely it still is the rockies have more losses yeah the, the winning percentage. All right. Well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Trip Tobin for hopping on, coming in the studio, talking about 
uh, how his post-14 senior team was able to win the Morgantown Woodbat Tournament over the weekend. The junior team coming up 2-2. Two and two. Be a lot of post-14 action beginning Wednesday. We'll have, what, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Five straight days of post-14 action on our airwaves and on YouTube. Hopefully we're back up on TV10. Apologies for our technical difficulties. That will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Trip Tobin for coming in, for Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Priest saying so long. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. The Martinsburg Bulldogs play here only on Talk Radio WRNR. Martinsburg.